Technology alone won't turn you into a digital master, but you need organizational cultural shift to help you take that next step and uh, continue to thrive. Welcome to this podcast of Beyond the Bus. And today we're going to have a very interesting conversation, I think, about the future of work. My name is Frank Wammes. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Capgemini Europe. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at FWAMMES, F-W-A-M-M-E-S. And I will be joined today with Will Peachy. Will, can you introduce yourself? Thanks, Frank. I'm the head of resource supply chain in Capgemini. And the crazy title of resource supply chain is really just being interested in how we get the right people for our clients' needs and the right kind of work in our clients that fit what our people want to do. And I do that for all of our people across the world, 200,000 of them, uh, through a team and through systems and tools. And we see lots of change in the way that uh, organization change, uh, works and the way that people build skills. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you about it today. Cool. And then, Will, if people want to follow up later on, where can they follow yeah. you? Yeah, well, I am the, or... I'm really the only Will Peachy in the world. And my surname <laughs> is just like the fruit peach with EY at the end. Uh, and I post regularly onto uh, LinkedIn and use LinkedIn as my blogging platform. And uh, you can read some things about me there. Okay, cool. Well, I think people will definitely follow you and, uh, and will search for you after this conversation. So, what you already said, and, and I totally agree with you, you know, it's quite a, quite a responsibility that you have, you know, making sure that 200,000 people are, are in this supply chain, which, of course, is the core business uh, for Capgemini. But, you know, there, there's a lot of change. And, you know, in 2025, there was a prediction that about 40% of the Fortune 500 companies are likely to finish due to uh, megatrends like digitalization. And technology as such is not just the thing that probably will disrupt the organization, but probably, or at least lots of the discussions that I have with clients is much more to do about the organizations. And as a start of the discussion, I, I, I headed a, a conference about future of work and where I thought that it was much more about, you know, how do you create the office of the future? So what's the workplace? I had people from real estate, facility management, HR, and it turned out to be a very holistic approach about what is the future of uh, of work? Not only the physical place, but culture, how we work together. How do you see that trend? Is it something you recognize, Will, or was this just a, a luck in that conference? Yeah, it feels like a, a really cl um, clear step in a trend that I'm seeing across the world. I feel like we're moving into a second generation of digital transformation. We've had the transformation of the way the organization or the enterprise looks outside and thinks about its customer uh, relationship. And I think we're at the very beginning of the way that the organization looks inside through a digital lens and thinks about its people. And that's not HR tools and the way that you have a, a digital employee experience, but it's really the way that digital changes how we work together. Um, and and you're right, early indicators of that are what does the real estate look like that you use? You know, does your office have a slide? 
that's really important. Uh, or, you know, table football, uh, those things are super important <laughs> in, uh, uh, in digital companies. But really and truly, the, the challenge that we face and the challenge that lots of our customers face when I talk to them about how do your people work is the mobilization of teams that are currently caught in fragments, and I'll explain that in just a minute, but they're caught in fragments in the hierarchy of the organization. And how do we pull those teams out, put them onto a project, and allow that project to get delivered? Historically, we have run our organizations in these hierarchical silos of, say, finance and operation, HR, production, um, and on and on and on. And what digital does for our customers is it gives them an integrated view of the enterprise. But what it does inside the organization is require that we assemble ourselves for our customers' benefit and assemble ourselves in an efficient way. And I think digital drives that transformation, taking down the hierarchy, and it allows us all to contribute in that journey towards serving customers. I think we're at the beginning of this really big transformation of companies, particularly big established companies like ours, as digital changes from being outside facing to inside transforming to, to take the next step in the journey. So yeah, it feels really true to me, this idea of technology alone won't turn you into digital master, but you need organizational cultural shift to help you take that next step and, and uh, continue to thrive. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. The, the, the one, there are two things that I want to build on that. One, one thing that you mentioned, and that was the first time actually I heard that term within that conference was indeed the, the employee journey. You know, because we always talk so much about, you know, what is the customer journey and can we capture the journey of our client? Can we make sure that we have a unique but consistent experience over the different channels? But if you look in our own organizations, indeed, you know, your employee journey is probably just as as important <laughs> as it is for your customer. Yeah. But we, we never treated them that way. The second thing that I, I would like to have a little bit your opinion about is, is what you said indeed is like, you know, you also need to look inward. And I, I truly believe that, of course, eh, the, the outside in making sure that you have to contact with your client is the most important thing. But what struck me is that indeed we all start recognizing that we are no longer in a end-to-end -end supply chain, but it's much more a network supply chain. So building ecosystems, leveraging the... The, the inspiration from outside, et cetera, is something that we all know and we put urgency on. But then we have, like we have 200,000 people, but our clients also have a lot of people that actually could be almost like an ecosystem on its own within the own organization that if you unleash that power of those people, that will bring you continuously creativity, probably the ideas that could help you make sure that you're not one of those 40% of the Fortune 500. Why? What happens that we we always tend to think first outside rather than leveraging also you know this this power that you have within if you really address the way the new you know the, or, or the people could could add to this digital journey? What, 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 why is that taking up so slow? What's your opinion on that? Well, I think that in a similar kind of way to the way um, digital transformed the customer experience. And what it did was integrate the experience for our customers and forced us to begin to think about our relationship with our customers in a different way. I think traditionally there's been very few boundaries then with our 
with our customer experience. We've been really engaged, but there's a much bigger challenge with our the way we structure our own organizations. Lots of managers, lots of hierarchy, lots of structure. And we we support that, don't we, by drawing our hierarchy with these boxes and the boxes connected together with wires and uh, and they're on top and we're below. And I've been really inspired recently um, looking at network analysis. I've been using a little Excel plugin uh, called Node XL, N-O-D-E XL. Um, it's an open source uh, Excel plugin. And what it does is you can you can uh, feed in Twitter or you can feed in uh, organization uh, kind of team dynamics. And we've been using it to look at how do teams structure themselves and work together um, and connect together and who comes out as the the kind of leading part of the network of the team to give a different view of the hierarchy. So I think. I think one step, you know, why does it take us to, so long to change our organization is our habit is to look at hierarchy, but our, we should change our habits to look at network and value. And there's some new tools to help us do that. I think the other thing is there's a real change in the way that we serve our people, the way we think about talents. And talent historically has been about um, the top 10% perhaps who are going to make the next step in the hierarchy. They're going to be the bosses of the future. And we've not been able to afford to treat everybody in that way. Hey, because we've got to give them leadership training and management training and this thing and that thing and raise their profile and make them special, these special 10% of people. But actually in truth, if you think about your organization as teams of teams, Everybody is important in this talent journey. Everybody is a, a talent in that. And you can't do without them because teams select the people they need. And it's not like you've got leftover people if you allow teams to select who they need. And that idea of total talent turns your organization into a web and a network. And it allows you to include the talent that you've got that sit outside the organization. I don't know if you've seen, but um, just today, um, as you know, just before we were talking, I got a little alert through that said um, TaskRabbit has teamed up with IKEA. IKEA want to make it much easier for someone to come around your house and assemble the flat pack furniture you buy from IKEA. And if you've not come across TaskRabbit, you should look them up, um, uh, TaskRabbit.com, and it allows you to sell your time and your skills uh, in a uh, gig economy kind of way, you know, you you just go do the job, you get paid for the job, and IKEA's team themselves up. That kind of subcontractor or freelance relationship with the organization, they're just as important part of talent as the rest of us, and yet we tend to ignore them. So this this future of an organization that's transformed for digital, about teams, the network, but also seeing everybody, not just the employees, but uh, outside people as part of that talent, I think is a really big um, uh, journey that we're going through just right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when I did my MBA, the, the, the most important lesson that I learned uh, during the MBA was uh, that actually people really said, uh, you know, or, or during lesson was like, you know, you've got the XI theory, yeah? like basically, you know, you have people that believe that humans are not good for anything, therefore you need to manage them. 
And the other is like, you know, you know people always have the talent. The, 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 the question is, how do you tap in into that talent so that they explore stuff? And the best example they gave is like, you know, how can it be that most of your people are just there to collect their salary? You know, they do their stuff. They, they can't wait to get home. But in the evening, you know, they, they're doing voluntarily work for the soccer uh, club, full of passion, etc. Well, that passion is within them. And the question is, how do you tap into that? Mm-hmm. And I think, indeed, you know, that will be more and more important. I think that's a, that, jo- yeah. Joseph, I think that that's a, um, something that's just affected our, our whole organization and so many of our clients, this idea that people want purpose in their work. They yeah. want, um, they, they, you know, why are people so passionate about their local football team? Because they see the difference they make. How do we help our colleagues see the difference that they make i think this idea of becoming more project-centered actually having an outcome that you're driving towards is a really important part of that and and allowing people to choose what project they go work on is a big transformation we're in the middle of in capgemini giving you visibility using new artificial intelligence tools to search all of the opportunities within Capgemini and for you to be able to apply um, and influence the future of your career. I think those kind of things are really important, aren't they, in the journey of uh, of your development? Yeah, that, I think it's yeah, a yeah. thought. And I think, yeah, and I think, you know, the, the, the better you master that, and it's good that you mentioned indeed, you know, and technology could, could be an enabler of that. But for me, the ultimate goal is that, you know, people wake up in the morning and they have a voluntary choice to choose for their employer and they choose you the moment that you've created such a such an environment i think that's where people could could really you know reap the benefit out of it and i do agree with you and i think that's my conclusion is therefore you know hr and how you deal with people is it's not an hr thing and that comes back to your point it's about you know there are no there's no hierarchical structure when it comes you know how do we work with our people I've got one final question for you, uh, Will, and that is one of, one of the things that I also learned, and that was quite a new, interesting part, because I always want to create, have, you know, creative workplaces where people, you know, sit next to each other. But then somebody said, you know, Frank, there will be a unique situation in the coming years because it will be the first time that we will have five generations at the same time in the workplace. But a baby boomer has completely different uh, requirements. Probably he wants to not want his own room because, you know, he needs to have some silent space where a millennial probably wants to say, you know, just you know, put me in a room with a lot of people because I will thrive on that. And actually, I will even put my headphones on as well because I need music. What, what, what kind of effect do you see in the workplace on, on managing these different kind of, of uh, generations uh, is that something that you already have encountered or thought about? Yeah, I th- um, we've looked at this in Capgemini lots of different kinds of ways about, uh, and we're an organization that the vast majority of our people would describe themselves as millennials or Gen, Gen Z by their age group. But um, I think like lots of knowledge-centered companies, what we've found is that the behavior of um, younger people within our organization which is perhaps surprising for many you know other industries actually is just, has just been has so affected the rest of the people in our organization that i'd say that we're all millennials now we just we all <laughs> have that behavior <laughs> characteristic um 
the the attribute of always on the attribute of mobility the attribute of being happy to work at home or uh, be disconnected is become a, an ingrained part of our organization and lots of other uh, knowledge-based companies um, uh, and I was just as you were asking me the question and talking about it I was thinking about my dad my dad is uh, 76 last year um, he came to the end of his working life. He'd been working two days a week up till that point, until he was 75. And um, he, he would go into work and uh, or work at the end of a telephone as he was needed. Uh, he had a, a, a mobile phone and so he could pick up emails as he as he moved around and kind of blended his two days a week into other days as, as he wanted or or mucked about with his working life in that way. He'd always worked in an office, but actually switched in the last 10 years to working in an open plan environment and sticking headphones in. Um, he, he went from working full time to working part time to working just on, uh, on a kind of ad hoc basis as he was needed. I think we fool ourselves and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be pretty bold. I think we fool ourselves that these working behaviors are, have age characteristic. I think what they are is, I think they're either the characteristic of our knowledge and our and and our position, um, or they're a characteristic of our personal position. If you're really young and you've got no family and you really like travelling, we've got people that we employ in Capgemini um, who are digital nomads and they travel the world under their own steam but they do lots of project-based work for us um, remotely. We've got people who are taking career breaks to look after family, but come and step back in uh, for specific projects under specific circumstances. And we've got people who have decided that they want to draw their working life to an end to look after um, elderly parents, for example, but hey, they're still working in a very kind of project or, or part-time basis. and. Uh, and making different kinds of choices. I think we're, in a sense, these working patterns, they've just so affected us that maybe, you know, your next CFO, who you think is this very traditional role, will actually be a, a nomadic CFO, and you'll only see them once or twice a week as they work from home or work from the beach uh, and take a really different attitude towards um, what does it mean to work. So I've got this radical alternative vision and assembling people into projects um, and giving people assignments really helps you uh, exploit that opportunity for the good of the company and exploit it for the good of the individual person as well. It gives us lots of moments of choice. Yeah, cool. Well, let me let me let me conclude with that. Uh, what I take from your uh, from your insights and your vision, and I like them a lot, Will, is that it is not about hierarchy. That basically has limited us in our thinking. It will be about the networks. It will be about journeys. It will be about collaboration. It will be about projects. But it's also about you know having the ability to choose to give purpose to your work, which probably also could lead to different kind of ways on how you are connected to the organization but it's all about you know the the, the the assignments that you create that you choose 
which probably will change. And I take it indeed from you, if you if you have the right purpose, the right energy, then probably there is no distinction between different generations on how they collaborate with each other because purpose always drives, I think, the way how you go forward. Thank you so much for these insights, Will. I really enjoyed the conversation with you. Um, I hope you all had a good uh, listen. If you like to continue the discussion, you now know where to find Will. Uh, you will find him on LinkedIn, go and find Will Peachy. If you want to continue the discussion with me, you can follow me on Twitter on at FWAMMES, F-W-A-M-M-E-S. And we'll see you and listen and hear you at the next Beyond the Bus. Thanks, Frank. Lovely to talk to you. People matter. Results count.